Talking time with Lucas and Alicia is excited to announce our proud sponsors, Code Sydney. Um, Lucas, tell us a little bit about Code Sydney. Code Sydney is a web and online uh, marketing tool group that put together uh, websites and social media platforms for charity organisations and not-for-profits. They give the opportunity for um, brand new developers to develop their skills while helping the community do what they do. How do people get in contact with our new sponsor, Code Sydney? Yeah, so you can check out Code Sydney on www.code.sydney. Um, have a look at everything they do, um, including the support for non-for-profit organisations and their mentorship through that as well. Hey, don't forget they did our website, which is www.talkingtimepodcast.com.au. Check it out. And if uh, you need some help with your website as a not-for-profit or group out there, reach out to Code Sydney. Thanks for your supporting Talking Time with Lucas and Alicia. You are listening to Talking Time with Lucas and Alicia. Lucas, it's another beautiful Sunday evening. How was your weekend? Mate, I love winter. How good is winter? Man? Get... <laughs> it's bloody beautiful. Oh, mate, I got my I got my Ugg boots on. I got my I got my uh, you know, my, my, my tracksuit pants on and we've been kicking it with the kids. We've been kicking the football. The little fella had Oz kick, which is Australian rules football training for our overseas guys and it's just been good. And the shit thing is we've got to go back to work tomorrow. <laughs> Jesus, girl. Hey, you hey and another Come shit on. thing about it is yeah. you got the Ugg boots on, hey, yeah. all the rest of it. And I still get to see your ugly mug. Why do you not have a beanie covering that shiny bald head? Now you could pull it down a little bit more as well, cover a bit of that face, and we would be Hey, look at perfect. this now. Seriously, look at this now. Look at the shine coming off this thing. No. I need to go get my sunnies. If any people, if any people used to watch um, your what your daughters, your daughters call me Groot. <laughs> yes. For the listeners that know that, but hey, um, mate, we um, we got some we got some awesomeness returning today, and we're doing things a little bit differently today. But this is your girl, so I'm going to hand this to you. This is your girl. This is girl crush time. <laughs> well, I'm going to have to slow down, talk a bit slower, calm down. I'm always excited when we have the amazing, the incredible, the beautiful Sheila Bruno on our show. Now, Sheila is the renowned author of Caught in the Aftermath, Wife After Prison. Sheila, welcome to the show again. Thank you, Alicia. It's a pleasure, as always, to be with my two favorites. So oh, thank you. one, 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 one. Okay, oh. we'll leave it with one. <laughs> Lucas, Lucas okay. is barely in this interview, so he's okay. just going to sit back okay. and chill. Okay. <laughs> it's us time here. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Uh, thank you for having me once again. Do you two, it need, is do you two need some music and some candles, or are you guys all right? <laughs> hey, hey oh. Sheila, get, hey, mate, when, when we spoke to you last time, um, some stuff was getting a bit rocky in your world and was getting real. And we're gonna put a we're gonna put a, a, a warning out to everyone. We know that our show is authentic, but today is gonna to be real authentic. What's, That's right. What's happening, yeah. bud? You you come home. You're married to uh, your 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 ex partner Kevin, and 
Um, and, and obviously there's been some challenges. What's, uh, what's the update? What's happening? And what's, uh, what are you feeling? And what's going on in the world in your, in your beautiful head and heart? Well, um, you know, I have to say this, you know, Kevin said to me once, he said, loving a brother who has been to prison is hard. And I have to agree. Uh, Kevin and I are currently in the process of a divorce. Um, because it just got to the point where it was just too unbearable for me. Um, and before I lose myself once again, like I did before, I decided to walk away. And I tell you what, it's really hard. And I said, I, you know, let's just be friends and we'll be friends. But today I'm struggling with that friendship. I'm, I'm really struggling with the friendship because I've, I've invested so much time and it's so many other people, uh, wives and girlfriends have invested so much time. And then we get hit with this after prison experience and it's just hard, it's hard. And so today I struggle, today I'm struggling. <laughs> yeah, I'm struggling with it, you know, so. But, you know, one of the things I want people to understand is um, nobody wants to get a divorce. Nobody, mm -hmm. you know, just say, I'm getting married and then I, I'm getting married so I can get a, a divorce. But when, again, when your mental state is compromised, you have a choice. You can stay there and just, you know, mentally insane or you can walk mm. and then you can get yourself a, together again. And this is the path that I'm on. I got to walk away. Yeah. I have got to walk away. Um, and so sure, what was, was there a turning point at all where you, you know, woke up one day, things became too tough and you thought, do you know what? I need to break away. I need to find myself again. Yeah. Um, yeah. And this is something that I really have never shared. And I had a conversation with him a couple of weeks ago. And I said, you know, I said, there's a lot of stuff that I don't share when I'm talking to people because I don't want to teach your character. I don't want, you know, uh, people to look at you as some type of monster, although you had those monstrous behaviors. And I said, you know, I don't feel like I'm being as transparent as I need to be to let people know just how serious this is. And so he said to me, he said, don't worry about me. He said, you do what you need to do and you say what you need to say. You know, this is something that, that you need to do. You've been called to do. And so the turning point was June 20, June the 21st, of 2020. And back in April of 2020, I saw him begin to struggle. I saw the mood change. I saw the, the personality. I saw all of that ugliness coming again. And I laid in bed and I said, oh God, not again. But June the 21st, 2020, I woke up at uh, 8.30 that morning in a good mood and he wasn't. And he wasn't, you know, uh, but he was talkative. And so I was getting ready to leave. And I went into the bedroom 
and he was on his knees praying, which he had gotten away from. So when I walked in the bedroom uh, and he, was, he began to get up, I said, no, 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 let me get some of that with you. I got on my knees and I began to pray with him and I left. And three hours later, I called him and I said, you know, I said, I'm not your struggle mate. I'm your helpmate. I'm here to help you. And I just poured my heart out to him for about 20 minutes. And I said, I love you. And I said, holding all of this stuff in is dangerous. Yeah. Right. And when I finished, he just said, okay. And I'm like, I just poured my heart out. And so I came home and, I, and just to cut it short, I left home at 8.30 that morning, 8.30 that night, he was in handcuffs. Oh my goodness. He was in handcuffs because he, he did something that was a non-negotiable for me. Hmm. He did something, he crossed the boundary. And that's what I say, what love has to do with boundaries. And if you, if you set a boundary and you don't enforce that boundary, you just run in your mouth. He crossed the boundary and I called the police and he was in handcuffs and it could have gotten really, really ugly because they were really trying to get me to say that he did something to me. They were trying to get me to say he hit me, he choked me. And I wow. said, no, he didn't do any of that. But my thing is this to those who have loved ones who are home, you have to set boundaries, not just set them. You have to impose them consequences because this is the deal. Anybody who's out and you're on probation or parole it's not for your spouse or your family member to remember that you're on parole or probation. That's for you to remember, right? So you can't let them just walk all over you and say, oh, well, I can't call the police because he's on probation. No, yeah. that brother, that sister needs to know, I need to watch my behavior because I'm on probation. And so I, that's what happened. In June the 21st, 2020, is the last time that he slept in this house. Wow. Yeah. That's, uh, we can only imagine how hard that is um, yeah. to firstly have gone through, but uh, to have that conversation with us as well, Sheila. So we can feel that it's incredibly raw. But what I was hoping we could chat about is you've been through that. You, you're experiencing all of that. And yet each day after that point in time, so from June the 21st, 2020, you've gone through that struggle, you know, you, you've looked at those boundaries that have been passed, they've been broken, and you've still been waking up every morning, every single morning, and being committed to helping others. So while you're going through those challenges and those hardships and, and the struggle of a divorce, you're still out there every single day helping people in similar situations, helping individuals who have been previously incarcerated. I've seen that you've been at the gate when we've had incarcerated individuals leaving prison. So when they're coming out, I've seen those pictures. I've seen how you're helping and inspiring so many individuals and their families and friends. How do you do that? Just recently, I had to decide that I needed to step back. 
That's why I went away. I'm sorry, guys. Because it can't get overbearing and it can be hard. And that's one of the reasons why I paused my group, my private mm -hmm. group, because just hearing all of the stories, the traumatic stories, uh, different husbands, different countries, different states, same mm -hmm. behavior. Same behavior. Mm -hmm. It got to the point where they didn't even have to tell me their story. I'm not even in their house, mm -hmm. but I can tell you how he's behaving. And so it got to be traumatic for me. Yeah. So I had to say, wait a minute. I'm not the counselor. I'm just the woman with a story. And I was willing to share my story so that I could help others. Oh, sure. But it got to be a little too much for me. Within mm -hmm. the last month, I just said, no, I got to step away and I got to focus on me. I'll help when I can, but I just can't right now because that vicarious trauma that they were, you know, that they're dealing with again, it tried to attach itself to me and I can't, I can't allow it to happen. And that's why it's so important that they educate themselves. And I tell these ladies all the time, you better be you some muscles because it's going to take a lot of muscles, some emotional mm -hmm. muscles to deal with this. And if you're not strong enough, and if you don't have enough self-love for yourself, you're going to live in hell. You're going to live in misery. For a lady to say that he did 30 years, I rolled with him for 30 years. He'd been home for three years and we have never had sex. Oh, no. Mm. <laughs> yeah, no. That's because she doesn't love herself enough to, to set some boundaries and have some ultimatums in place. Then they come home and they want to run the house like they, like, like the, like they run it in the penitentiary. Just the other day, the wife was telling me that he, he treats her 19-year-old son like he's one of the inmates. Oh, wow. And my thing is this. Yes, I love Kevin Bruno, but what does love have to do with it? What does love have to do with it? When your mental state is being compromised, I take love off the table. Hey, yeah. um, I... I'm I'm very rarely speechless, very rarely speechless. But um, I, mate, I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask you something. So you just mentioned before you're obviously carrying and been carrying everyone else's stuff as well as your own mm. trauma and your own. What are you doing, and what advice can you give others to look after themselves? How are you looking after you to get through this? And what what can other ladies? Or men, because I'm I'm sure there's some men in this same yeah. situation that um that 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 are feeling what you're feeling right now. How are you looking after you? Number one. Yeah, and just a couple of weeks ago, I said, Sheila, you need to go back to therapy. Mm. You need to go back to therapy. Congratulations. Yeah, and so I do. What I do, I journal a lot. Uh, and that helps me. And of, of course, I'm a woman of faith. And so that helps me uh, uh, a lot. So and self-care, I do care for me. I, I don't let anybody just do anything to Sheila again. I love mm. Kevin. I've been with Kevin for seven years. Right. So you just don't automatically just not 
be in love with him. But at the same time, I don't love him more than I love me. Yeah. 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 So if I Sheila, have to, yeah, go ahead. Where's your happy place? And so when you're ready to have a little break around away and treat yourself, where do you go? Where's that happy place? Oh, wow. I just came from a happy place. I just did, did uh, five days in Miami on the beach, Ooh. just in the water, in the sand. Beautiful. And, yeah. And so I left all of this behind. I left all of this behind. And I'm going to say I was fine, but I'm going to tell you something. I saw him today and it was a trigger for me. Mm. It, it triggered me and uh, it triggered me to hear that he is, you know, doing whatever he's doing. And here I am. I'm, I'm, I'm faced with some things that I have never been faced with in over 15 years to the point where I struggle to pay my bills. Mm -hmm. Not in 15 years have I ever missed a payment, been late or anything. But because I had a husband who for whatever reason wasn't willing to continue what he started in, in, in therapy, what was working and we had to split. So that means that 50% of the household is the finances is gone. So I'm 100%. Mm. I'm 100%. And this is what I tell the ladies also. Stop sending all your money to that prison. You better have you a nest egg. Because I tell you one thing, one thing, finances can uh, disrupt a marriage. And if I had not been a saver, then I would probably be homeless right now. Wow. Um, she Sheila, I'm, I'm going to throw two cents worth in on something. It, it, when 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 people say about sending money into to, to prisons, it infuriates me. Infuriates me as someone that was inside, and I can still say safely to this day that the entire time I was incarcerated, I did not take a single cent away from my own family because every cent that I thought, you know what, so okay, I don't shave for a week because I couldn't afford a razor. Well, you know what? That means that my fucking kids are having breakfast that week. Yeah. yeah. You know, yourself. You, you and this, this makes me really angry and infuriates me. I was selfish enough to get myself into that fucking position where I was in there. Don't carry your shit out on the people that are living it outside and you live what you live. If that means you don't get a packet of biscuits or you don't get a packet of noodles, we'll live it up, pretty boy. You're the dickhead that got yourself there in the first place. Absolutely. So, Message to people, message to the other side of the tree, you know, to the guys in there yeah. or the girls that are inside. Think about it. You take a cent away from someone that is outside living the real life while you're sitting in there struggling. Don't do it. It's fucking selfish. End of story. Yeah. 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 If you know, one of the best things that I heard the way this late, this, this one wife, she says that her husband has a therapist. She has hired a therapist to go in once a month that's how she spends her money once a mm -hmm. month a, ther a therapist is on his visiting list and so she said that's how i spend my money for him that so that when he yeah mm -hmm. yeah so i think that was just that's like bravo 
you know, stop sending yeah. all your money there. Sheila, do you think go. if we had more support within the prison system, so if there was more support while individuals were incarcerated, um, do you think things would be different? Do you think reintegration back into society, back home with their family, do you think it would be different? Would that transition be easier for themselves and their families and friends? Yeah, it would. But however, it depends on that individual. Yeah. Got to put the work in. You have got to put the work in. You can't wait 30, 60, even 365 days before Mm. you're ready to be released, you know, talking about working on yourself. No, you got to start putting that work in. And the thing of it is, if the system is broken and we know that it is, and family members, like again, stop sending them money, send them books on personal mm. development, send them books on uh, a cognitive behavior therapy, send them that type of stuff in there and stop, you know, sending them money. The system is broke and there's no telling when it's going to get mm. fixed, if it's going to get fixed. I doubt that it will get fixed, right? So this person has to want it bad enough. I had a guy to write me and he said, my girlfriend sent me your book. He said, I knew something was wrong with me. He said, in the back of my mind, he said, I just didn't know what it was. Mm. He said, can you send me some some information because I don't want to be a Kevin and I don't want my wife to be Sheila. Mm. Hey, um, I, I, I'm going to sound like I'm joking when I say this, but I'm actually not like I'm actually being legitimately serious. Have you already considered in knowing you a little bit, I reckon you would have, have you started writing ex-wife after prison? I have started working on the workbook. Yeah. I have the book. Mm-hmm. I Look, Lucas, look, I have so many curriculums right now. Yeah. Right. And people know that I have the key, the missing key to their program. So they're grabbing at me, right? But I, I'm, I'm careful about who I give that to. Of course. Of course. I'm careful about who I give that to. But I'm definitely going, going to do a workbook. You know, it may not solve the problem, but it will give them an mm. awareness and an awakening that, hey, you know, I gotta, I gotta do something. I got, I really gotta do something because this post-incarceration syndrome is real. I got a text from a guy today. He said, I just got out and I read your book while I was on the inside. Mm-hmm. And he said, I want to do something along those same lines so that I can help those who are coming out, right? When I started talking about post-incarceration syndrome in 2017, 2018, that was a hush word. Mm -hmm. Nobody was talking about that. So I'm glad that people are now talking about it. Having that conversation. Yeah. 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 Identifying the issue. Yeah. Incredible. If we have any of our listeners sitting back thinking they would like to read your book or they think it might help a a family or a friend they have in prison where can they get their hands on a copy of your book wife after prison wife after prison is available on amazon or it's available on my website uh, wifeafterprison.com 
So, I, yeah, I highly recommend it. You know, I never try to do like a sales pitch for this book. I know that this book is an eye opener. Yeah, I know absolutely. that it is. You know, I yeah, I know that it is. So I highly recommend it. And if you read it and you don't get nothing out of it, guess what? I'm gonna be bold enough to say this today. I'll give you your money back. I um, you know what though, that, Sheila, I, I read this thing and and um and I can honestly say to you that that I saw me in there and i've said to you this before i saw me in there and i and there's something that's i think is important obviously you know you you, you come from right now as an african african-american lady that's written this talking to two white australians and I, I can see people in this book that are white black brown yeah. oh, yellow yeah. it, oh, yeah. it, it does everyone every yeah. single person and you know what guy and girl there, there's, yeah, there's females that I see with this who, who are in this same boat and post-incarceration syndrome is real post-incarceration syndrome exists and it doesn't just exist on the person that served the time it proof mm-hmm. today in seeing this video seeing this picture and talking to someone that we generally have come to love and care for show authentic emotion and authentic mm-hmm. um, passion it says that this shit is real. If people don't think it is, Jesus, look at this picture and see what yeah. it looks like. Like this yeah. is not hard. Just grab hold of this book, read it. I promise you it will change your interpretation and thoughts on everything. Hand Absolutely. on heart, hand on heart. Oprah's list here. I'm Oprah and I'm telling you, get, <laughs> get done. I love you guys. I really, really love you guys. I appreciate your, your platform. Thank you so, so, so much. Uh, because someone have seen me or heard me on your platform, they reached out. Said, "Yeah, I heard you over on Talking Time, and I want to talk to you." I said, "Okay, well, let's talk next week about it." So I appreciate you guys. You guys, you guys have been my therapy today. (laughs) Sheila, we absolutely love you. We we love having you on the show. Um, we admire you, Sheila, your strength, your determination, you know, just um, putting in all that effort to help everybody else. You know, it's incredible. Um, oh, love so having much. you on the show. How do people get in contact with us? Leash, how do people get in contact with us if they want to talk to us? We'll put uh, we'll put um, Sheila's details up on our up on our um, up on our socials again. But how on do our socials, yeah. With us? Sorry, I just had a small stroke and I just stopped talking. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, if anyone wants to reach out uh, to Lucas or myself, or if you have any questions for Sheila, um, you can send us an email at talkingtimeradio at mail.com. You can reach out to us on Facebook Messenger. So that one is Talking Time with Lucas and Alicia on our personal LinkedIn accounts, Lucas Kerry or Alicia Hebb. Um, and we are also on Twitter. So at time underscore Lucas. Sheila, thank you so much for your time um, today. It, it's been incredible. Always a pleasure. It's always a pleasure. And I, I wish I could just reach through the computer screen, give you a big hug right now. Ah, I'll take you. it. I, I call it. Yeah. <laughs> I caught it. So we really hope we can have you back on the show again. Um, As we start getting some more questions come through from our listeners, we would definitely set up that time again to talk to you. All right. My pleasure. I'll I'll wait there. Love you, Don. See you soon. And hey, um, just on that leash, guess what, mate? We forgot to say we're going to be next show. 
we're going to have a website. We've got our website that's kicking on. So we've got our talk. It is very exciting. Talkingtimepodcast.com.au. It's not alive yet, but it's going to be alive very shortly. We have a new sponsor for our show. Believe it or not, this is kicking on. We're getting doing some stuff and we've got a sponsor (laughs) coming on board. It is very exciting. Good, good, good. You guys. Now, I do know with our sponsor, however, Lucas, um, they are on board, which is absolutely incredible. Um, they had one condition, though, so they're happy to sponsor us. Oh, you know, we're we setting up the website. They did ask if we can limit the photographs or videos of your ugly mug. <laughs> <laughs> So I told them I can't promise it, but I'll do my best. Um, So again, back to the big beanies, pull it down. We've got this covered. (laughs) Exciting times for our show. Absolutely. Code Sydney is the name of our (laughs) our new sponsor, Code Sydney. And we'll uh, be launching this next week. So next week we'll be talking about Code Sydney and what they do. And we'll be launching the new website so that we can get in contact with more people around the world. But hey, Sheila, you're amazing. We love you. And thank you so much. Thank you so much for coming on board, girl. And you look after you. All right, you guys have a good day. Alicia, see you next week, darling. All right, get some beauty sleep. Bye.